You're listening to Veterans of Color, a podcast that dives into the cultural and historical realities of people of color within the United States military. Join your host, Mike Kim, a veteran and independent military culture researcher at Columbia University, as he explores the rich contributions, complexities, paradoxes, and challenges of these extraordinary individuals and events often forgotten in military history. Now, here's your host, Mike Kim. Veterans of Color, VOC. This show is dedicated to the lives, realities, cultural artifacts, the events that make up the warrior experience for those of color who wore a uniform and many of those who still wear a uniform. This isn't a political show, but more a dive into history, a dive into culture, a dive into the sociology of the American military. This episode is an audio essay titled The St. Patrick's Battalion, America's First Example of Intersectionality. Now, you're going to think I am going to provide some type of message of wokeness. Guess what? I probably am, but it will be historically sound based on facts. Fact. 1829, Mexico declared slavery to be illegal. Fact, the U.S. was set up to invade Mexico well before 1846, well before the actual invasion, recognized by many Americans as an unjust expression of manifest destiny as far as the government's pursuit to expand the West and to limit the lives of many out in Western lands, Mexicans, Mexican-Americans, Native Americans, and yes, African-Americans. There were Irish, there were German, there were all types of European immigrants in America at this time, and many were headed West. As the U.S. was, well, let's just say getting ready to invade That's right, invading Mexico by putting up the sacrificial message of saving the Republic of Texas. And if you think the media was all hype during the war on terror, guess what? The media, even back then, the newspapers being written back then, it backed primarily a President Polk who was the first example of American imperialism. That is a fact. General Ulysses S. Grant even was disgusted by the invasion of Mexico in this Mexican-American war. You can look it up in his memoirs. He was also president. You had many abolitionists concerned about Texas and other states being set up out west to expand slavery. This became problematic for many of the immigrants who were drafted into the United States military. At that time, over 40% of the U.S. military was made up 
of foreigners, of immigrants. And yes, that included the Irish. And at that time, the Irish were considered their own race. And so how I use the word appropriately, unlike a Dan Crenshaw intersectionality, that is just much like a Venn diagram. Intersectionality is a tool to look at the connections and differences, the similarities and the nuances of different issues. And they're together assessed. This isn't anything new. I mean, Hartman wrote about in 1975, an ecomap system where the individual is studied through systems from this ecomap and sociologists, social workers, anthropologists, they use the famous ecomap to study individuals and systems and the similarities and differences in those systems. The only difference between Hartman and Kimberly Crenshaw, the developer of the concept intersectionality, well, at least the one most known for that concept. The difference is that Kimberly Crenshaw is African-American and is an academic scholar and uses intersectionality to explain the, again, I say, the differences and similarities with different causes in America, because it's never just one cause, right? A problem is never just one problem. There's many different expressions of a problem and manifestations of a problem that are tied to other problems. And if we look closely at, well, beyond that one problem, we can better understand solutions. We can better understand context, proportionality, as a great Aristotle spoke about, proportionality. We look at distinctions and all of that helps us to make better judgments instead of getting caught up with politicized poetics and rhetoric. I go back to the Mexican-American War and the St. Patrick's Battalion. This group of military men, mostly Irish immigrants, again, also was composed of Latinos, Mexican-Americans. There were African-American freedmen as well as escaped slaves. There were German immigrants, as I said earlier. There were all sorts of different people and they had different concerns, but they came together with those concerns and they were a part of a military unit and they were valiant. At the same time, they were, let's just say, invested in these causes, protecting the freedom of religion, which we know in the United States at that time, Catholic churches were being burned in Boston and in Philadelphia. Catholics were in the military to attend Protestant service. They were turned down often by their commanders to go and go to mass. They were rejected of that. They were treated like indentured servants with, with rifles. These men were treated so badly that even after they were defeated and captured, they experienced horrible torture by the U.S. military in 
the Mexican-American War. And what were those issues? It wasn't just an issue of religion and anti-Catholicism. There was issues of class, issues of race. These are expressions. These are, well, they make up an intersectionality. And so I know I'm sounding a bit controversial, but I'm not one to fear truth. And I have the courage and the discipline to use the words that I use accurately and honestly. A lot of people think that the fighting unit, the St. Patrick's Battalion, started right at the beginning of the Mexican-American War, and it didn't. There were many, many abolitionists who fled to Mexico because they were against slavery. There were men who served in the U.S. military and left the U.S. military because they couldn't stand seeing the classism and the racism and the negative aspects of nationalism in the military then, 1846. So when criticized General Milley for being a woke general, we have to look deep down into our history, our American history, our American military history, and recognize that the military also had challenges then as they have challenges now. And that challenge is to accept the American fighting man or woman in a way that they can serve with honor and also be treated with dignity under the Constitution of the United States. There's a certain sense of fairness. Yes, equity. That's what equity really means. It means fairness. It doesn't mean equality, but it means, well, even Aristotle speaks about equity. It's used to make wrongs right. That's right, to correct errors. And we do this all the time. We just don't talk about it as much. And we definitely don't talk about it when it comes to history. But I think we become a better country when we face our history as it is. We face the many different aspects of our history. One interesting event that captured my mind regarding the St. Patrick's Battalion is in the Battle of Monterey. This is when the U.S. Army surrounded the city of Monterey and thoroughly plowed through the city, killed many civilians, brutalized the civilian population as it was defenseless. And in this, we see a large recruitment of deserters from the U.S. military and they refuse and they stop the moral injuries in the combat zone. And they go and fight for the Mexican flag under the invitation of Santa Ana, General Santa Ana. They were offered land grants as well as equal pay, fair treatment, many different things that the U.S. military at that particular time was not offering the immigrant, the outsider, the slave. This show is not a political show. Everything that I've said can be backed up. Everything that I said can be researched. Everything that I've said is tied to a challenging narrative that we create in America, but at the same time worthwhile to preserve and to build upon with compassion and virtue and will 
and truth. On March 17th, think about those who served in the St. Patrick's Battalion, San Patricio's Batallon. Veterans of Color invites you to join us again with your host, Mike Kim. If the content from this podcast is informative to you, it would be appreciated if you share the podcast with others. Give a like, post something you learned from the episode on social media. If interested in other truly informative podcasts like Veterans of Color, check out the site cominghomewell.com for a listing of other veteran-based podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Veterans of Color invites you to join us again with your host, Mike Kim. If the content from this podcast is informative to you, it would be appreciated if you share the podcast with others. Give a like, post something you learned from the episode on social media. If interested in other truly informative podcasts like Veterans of Color, check out the site cominghomewell.com for a listing of other veteran-based podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Veterans of Color invites you to join us again with your host, Mike Kim. If the content from this podcast is informative to you, it would be appreciated if you share the podcast with others. Give a like, post something you learned from the episode on social media. If interested in other truly informative podcasts like Veterans of Color, check out the site cominghomewell.com for a listing of other veteran-based podcasts. Thanks for tuning in.